Greetings, brothers and sisters, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, who was, who is, and is to come. He is the Lord God Almighty. Amen. Praise the Lord. I tell you, God is so good, and his mercy endureth unto all generations. And there's never been a generation that need more mercy than this one right here. We need God's grace. We need God's mercy. Amen. I do believe now more than ever before, we are living in the end times. I could almost hear that clock ticking. Time is just about up. There are many people who have uh, studied the history of Israel and their ancient rituals and their celebrations and many feel that they serve as symbols and types and shadows and they hold the clues to what God is doing in the world today and I believe that Jesus said learn the parable of the fig tree when you see the leaves yet tender then you know summer is nigh amen and I believe the coming of the Lord is so very, very close. And we can't afford to play games. We can't afford to procrastinate. I believe God is calling all saints everywhere. Attention! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. This is not an hour to go to sleep. The Apostle Paul said now. Everyone say now. It's high time. Wake up out of our sleep. Wake up out of our comfort zone. It's time to put our antennas up and get ready for the greatest event that's about to come on this world. The coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. We've got to get ready to go out to meet him. Praise the Lord. And, uh, and these being the hour that it is, I hear the voice of the Lord speaking to m- in my spirit a lot lately to sound an alarm and warn everybody. Jesus said, the poor you have with you always. But he said, me, you won't have always. He said in the book of Genesis, my spirit when I always strive with man. What are you saying, Lord? God's saying, even I have limitations. God is saying, even I can put up with you for so long. Hallelujah. Tonight, I, I just feel compelled to speak to many of uh, my friends, my relatives, and perhaps all of yours, backsliders, people that are uh, not sure what they want to do. Amen. My, my message tonight is you, you need to go ahead and get right with God or make your mind up, you're going to go to hell. There are not three ways to go. There's only two. Heaven or hell. Serving God, living for God is serious business. And we are now in a most serious hour so you know brothers and sisters more than anyone in this world we ought to be the most excited the most appreciative of what God has done for us hallelujah God's been good to us God's been good to us hallelujah I often think sister I often think how many people are in this world? I, don't, I lost count. I used to know, but now I know it's way beyond 7 billion. 7 billion souls in this world. And God looked over the whole world and he chose me. Jesus said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. And he picked you out. And he planted you in this church. Not just any old church. I mean, we could be in any church. We can be in any kind of religion. We could be out there in all this mix-up and different belief systems and one group against this group and another group against that group. And that preacher says this and that preacher says that. But God. Yes. 
He put us in the truth. He put us in the truth. Glory to God. We got the precious hidden treasure. Hallelujah. We are the most blessed group of people. Amen. On the planet. And I thank God for it. I thank God. I thank God I listened to his voice. When God was pulling on me. And I was running from God. I wasn't running to God. I was running from God. But he didn't give up. He was pulling on me. He wouldn't let me have a day's rest without something in the back of my mind. I kept hearing the word eternity. Eternity. And I'm like, man, I'm too young to be thinking about eternity. I want to think about clubs and partying and girls. But God was saying eternity. And I ran from one club to another. I drank from one bottle to the next. I took one drug after another drug, trying to get that voice out of my head. But God, he didn't give up on me. Hallelujah. He kept reaching after me and reaching after me till finally I turned around and surrendered. And I wouldn't give nothing for my journey now. He's been good to me been good to you hallelujah and we have to understand and people that are watching and listening that have yet to make up your minds to live for God you need to understand it is God that sets your appointment you don't set the appointment people all, all the time saying well you know brother I'm not ready yet I'm not ready yet well it's not about when you are ready God is not obligated to be there when you get ready. Your obligation is to be there when God gets ready. And let me tell you something. He's ready right now. God is ready right now. He wants every man, every woman, every young person to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And to get down in that water in the name of Jesus Christ. And have all your sins washed away. He's ready right now. Praise God. Time is of essence. Praise the Lord. So tonight, uh, that's what I've been feeling all day long. And, and I know the Holy Ghost is going to do a good work in this place. And for those that are watching and those that may hear this later on, that the Spirit of the Lord will touch your hearts and cause many to turn around out of darkness and come into this marvelous light before it's too late. So if you would stand with me tonight. I want to direct you to the New Testament book of 2 Thessalonians. The book of 2 Thessalonians in the second chapter. And we'll begin at verse number 10. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, beginning at verse number 10. And we're going to read to verse 12. Hallelujah. Not a lot of reading there. So what I'm going to ask us to do, if we could all... Read it out loud together. I'm reading from the King James Version. And uh, the scripture's on the screen. And we're going to ask if you would read it out loud together. If you notice your neighbor not reading, hit him with your elbow. <laughs> Glory to God. Y'all ready? Are y'all ready? Okay, here we go. And with all deceitfulness of unrighteousness in them that perish... Because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. That they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. I want to... Highlight that verse that says, because they receive not the love of the truth. They receive not the love of the truth. For the next few minutes, I want to talk to you about the love of the truth. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. It's not enough to know the truth. It's not enough to even obey the truth. You got to love this thing. You got to love this. Hallelujah. Let's pray together, Father, in the name of Jesus. 
Lord, let your word, Lord, be like a lamp. Let it be a light in our spirit. Illuminate us, Lord God. God, let revelation move into our hearts and our beings. We pray that your word will go forth tonight and not come back void. Father, we pray, Lord God, for the backsliders, Lord, that they will turn around. We're praying for those that have been hurt, Lord, and despaired in the church. God, that something will get a hold of them, Lord, and let the fire of the Holy Ghost and that first love burn in our bosom, Lord God. Baptize us with a new convert spirit, Lord God, and let your word be fresh and new to us again. This we pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And let the church say amen. amen. Praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to love this. You got to love this. God bless you and you may be seated. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. We are so close. We are so close to the coming of the Lord. The rapture of the church. That I feel that it's necessary not only to preach but to plead. Hallelujah with you, family, friends, and all that are far off. Do not be deceived or removed from this truth because time is running out. False teachers, false doctrine, false churches, they are everywhere. The Bible warns us, be not deceived. Don't be fooled. We have got to know, I'm talking about you. We must know what the scripture says. We must believe what the scripture says. And we must love what the scripture says. Glory, hallelujah. If you continue procrastinating, if you continue to put it off, if you continue to compromise the word and the will of God, then my brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, if you keep holding on to your ways, if some of you keep holding on to your religious ideas, if you keep following what grandma told you and what grandpa told you and not what the Bible tells you, then let me warn you tonight that the almighty God himself will harden your heart and blind your eyes and cause you to believe the lies that you love so much. Amen. I say God will do it. Not the devil. God will do it. After all he has done for us. For God so loved. So loved. We can't even comprehend that kind of love. You never met anybody that loved you like God loves you. You can't understand that what they call the agape type of love that God has for you. God prepared a place for you. God has got a destiny for you. God has got plans for your life for you. He has a way for you. Hallelujah. And he made a way for you. Even when you didn't want to serve God, he still watched over you. Even when you was out drinking and cussing and acting a fool, he still protected you. Glory. Hallelujah. God's been good to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you something. God has feelings. God has extreme feelings because he's an extreme God. Everything about God is extreme. God don't just love. He is love. That, that's incredible. God is love. He's extreme love. But at the same time, God is patient. He's extremely patient. God is merciful. He's extremely merciful. But that's all of the good attributes we like to hear. But there's another side to God. Because when God gets angry, he gets extremely angry. And he's a just God and a righteous God. And he makes no mistakes. And when God brings judgment, he is right to bring judgment. Yeah. Hallelujah. He's a good God. And he is obligated to his own word. His word will never change. And God says, you know, there's a time where I'm going to draw the line. I've been good to you. I have blessed you. I have watched over you. I've given you multiplied blessings that you don't even deserve. 
and you can't do what I tell you to do. You want to go on and do your thing. You see, there's a whole lot of people out here that say they believe in God. They say they love the Lord. But there's a lot of folks that have made the mistake of creating a God after their own image. The God you talk about, that's not the God in the Bible. The God that you conjured up in your mind based on what grandpa used to tell you. And based on upon what somebody else has told you, what some TV preacher told you. You got this God in your mind. He's nowhere near the God in the scripture. And God says, enough is enough. I put a church here. I planted a congregation here. I've brought you the greatest pastors and pastoral team that anybody in this area could ever have. I laid it all out for you. And if that's not good enough, if that's not good enough, and you still come in dragging and you still come in full of carnality and you still and you need cheerleaders to get you going. Hallelujah. God said, okay, if you are determined to keep putting me off, if you are determined to live for me under your terms, if you are determined to continually ignore my reaching out to you, then not my will, your will be done. And when God gets to that place, that's a dangerous place to be. That's a dangerous place to be. Because God has sent witnesses to you. God has sent people knocking on your door. God has sent people offering you Bible studies. God has sent people inviting you to church. And reason after reason, excuse after excuse, you keep saying, I'm not ready yet. Well, there will come a day, my brothers and sister, my friend, my neighbor, that when you get ready, God won't be there. Amen. What does the Bible say? The scripture says, because they receive not the love of the truth. Oh, hallelujah. Let's look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 a little bit closer. Beginning in verse number 1. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, starting in verse number 1. Paul said, now, now we beseech you, brethren. That word beseech means we strongly are approaching you. We are strongly encouraging you. Practically begging. Now, we beseech you. By the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. We're almost at the end of the race. Listen real good. That you be not soon shaken in your mind. Or don't be troubled neither by spirits in the world. Neither by the word that you hear that's going on. Nor by a letter as from us. Because the day of Christ is at hand. What he's telling you, he said get your mind right. Get your mind right. Don't let stuff in the in world in the world get you all upset. Don't get all befuddled about what's happening in the political system. Get your mind right. Hallelujah. Get your mind on Christ. The Bible says be no longer entangled with the affairs of this life. Hallelujah. All this stuff going to burn up. But he said set your affections on things above. Get your mind right. Hallelujah. Then he says in verse 3. Let no man, what? Don't let nobody deceive you. Don't let nobody fool you. You don't have a whole lot of time left. It's not going to get better. Don't be deceived into thinking, I'm okay. I'm good. Amen. God knows my heart. That ought to scare you. Amen, because he knows your heart. And your heart is desperately, oh, glory to God. Amen. Don't be deceived. When the disciples came to the Lord and started asking them questions about this day, they said, Lord, when will these things be? And, and what is the sign of thy coming? And, and when is the end of the world? And we always talk about when Jesus said there will be nation against nation and, and wars and pestilence. Before Jesus listed all the signs, the first thing came out of his mouth, be not deceived. 
Be not deceived. Why, Lord? Because God knows in the hour we're living in right now, there is a, a massive spirit of deception that's moving all over the world. Lies and lies and multiplied lies. Everywhere you look, people are lying. And there's a spirit of deception. <clears throat> we need to get in the book. That's why I keep telling folks, get in that Bible. Study that Bible. Open that Bible. Have some prayer time at home. Get some time by yourself. I'm so tired of hearing people say, well, brother, I just can't understand it. Because the spiritual things are foolishness to the carnal mind. You need to get the Holy Ghost. You need to get in the spirit. You need to approach the Bible, hallelujah, with a prayerful attitude and say, Lord, show me the beauty that's in your word. Glory to God. We need to be people of the word. We need to get in that word. So when something counterfeit comes along, we know the difference. Verse number five, verse number five. The Bible says, remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now you know. Everyone say, now you know. Now you know. Now you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. There are some things they couldn't understand back in those days. But now we know. Because we are the generation upon whom the ends of the world have come. Verse number 10. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Why did they perish? Because... They receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. They didn't receive the love. He didn't say they didn't, they didn't receive the truth. They didn't receive the love of the truth. Oh, brothers and sisters, you got to love this. You got to love. I tell you what, I love this. Woo, hallelujah. I thank God every day he brought me out of Jehovah Witnesses because I love this. I thank God every day he brought you out of some dark dungeon of false religion. I thank God every day he turned your life around. I love this. This is the greatest. Hallelujah. Sometimes I wonder God is too good to us. Because we just get spoiled. We get spoiled. He, and when something comes our way, a little difficulty, a little trial, why this? Why, why God? And you think you got it bad. You ain't got it bad, honey. There are people that are dying, shedding their blood for this gospel. You ain't got it bad. <laughs> There's no reason why you can't come to church with a praise in your heart. There's no reason why you ought to sit there with your arms crossed while everybody else is dancing. There's no reason for it. God's been too good to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They, didn't free. they did not receive a love of the truth that they might be saved. And you know what happened? You know what God did? Because they didn't have love for the truth. For this cause... God sent them a strong delusion. He will send a strong delusion. Why? That they should believe a lie. Listen, if you don't want the truth, God will help you believe a lie. The Bible says, harden not your heart. Every time you say no to the Holy Ghost, you're hardening your heart. Every time you say no to what's expressed in the will of God, you are hardening your heart. There is something to coming to church and lifting your hands. It's not because the pastor wants you to do it. It's not because the worship leader wants you to do it. It's because the word of God says to do it. Lift up holy hands in the sanctuary. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. It ain't got nothing to do with us. But we get spoiled. Hallelujah. And you get a hardened heart. And if you continue to harden your heart. When the Holy Ghost is moving. And a spirit of conviction touches your spirit and you know you're not where you need to be with God and you can feel it you can feel it and I can tell you feel it I see you in your chair you up there just a shaking and looking around at everything else and the preacher look at you you look down and instead of instead of just re re releasing yourself and surrendering yourself you listen to yourself and say, no, I, I'm not going up front. No, I, I, I'm not going to go down there and get prayed for. I, I, I'm good. I'm good. No, you're not. You're not good. You're in trouble. 
you in trouble no that's all right i'll just go on out the building i don't need to go up front and the holy ghost is compelling you come come i want to touch you i want to heal you i want to strengthen you and you sit there with your arms crossed and look at everybody else go to the front and figure you okay you're not okay and the more you do that the easier it gets to do that and the easier it gets to do that the harder your heart becomes and the harder your heart becomes the more God gets upset and it'll come to a time where God will say okay you're hardening your heart against me well let me harden it more for you and when God hardens your heart you're in trouble he said that God will give to them a spirit hallelujah strong delusion that they will continue to believe in lies that they may all be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure pleasure in their false religion pleasure in their false churches and there's a lot of people having a good time in those churches <laughs> oh they can boogie boogie and they can shout and sing oh they can sing but they don't have the Holy Ghost right they don't have the Holy Ghost. I tell you, man, it's been so long since I've been in those type of churches. I went to a funeral, and the funeral was held in one of those kind of churches. I walked in that place, man, and I tell you, I didn't feel nothing in the Holy Ghost. People, place was packed out. I looked around at some of the saints in the church. They didn't look like saints. They looked like ain'ts. I'm thinking, my goodness, this, this lady singing the choir, she looked like the town's biggest hoochie mama. <laughs> what in the world? Folks all decked out. You can tell. They, they, they just knew they had it going on. I mean, they had the hair just right. All the jewelry, they were glittering and shining. And I looked up, I saw some of those ladies. I couldn't believe it. I said, did you know what you looked like when you left home this morning? <laughs> I couldn't believe I said, and these are supposed to be saved people. And they get up and testify and talk about the goodness of the Lord. One lady got up and she said, oh, God is so good. Her back was out and everything else. I said, oh, my word. Then the pastor was introduced. I looked down at the back of the pew and I pulled up the, one of those announcement things and the pastor got to talking, deep, gravelly voice. And I was like, yeah, they must do a lot of screaming. Then I looked up and the pastor turned the head in a big earring. I said, wow. Then the pastor turned the head this way in another big earring. I said, get out of town. Then the pastor got to preaching and stepped out from the pulpit and I saw Spike High Hills. And they call that church. And it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's a farce. It's blasphemy. It's ungodly. And God has had enough of it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, my brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, we're living in the end times. People that resist the truth. People that preach against the truth. People that don't love the truth. God says they going to be damned and he's going to give them a spirit of delusion. My brothers and sisters, what I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you and I and you and you and you and you, we don't just only have the truth. We need to love this thing. We need to love this thing. We need to study it. We need to believe it. We need to obey it. But we need to love it with all of our hearts. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise God. You must believe the truth and you must love the truth. It was Pontius Pilate that came to the Lord one day and said, what is truth? Well, I'm going to tell you what the truth is to me. Hallelujah. The truth is, there's only one God. 
We must not only know the truth about God, but we got to love this truth about God. Woo, hallelujah. There's only one God. He has revealed himself as our Father in his Son, Jesus Christ, and as the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ is God manifest in the flesh. He's both mighty God and he walked as a man. Hallelujah. That's a marvelous truth, and I love it. I love it. I love it. Praise God, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 10 and verse 11. Hear the word of the Lord. God said, ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen. Thank you, Lord, for choosing me. Why did you choose us, Lord? That you may know and that you may believe me and understand that I am he. Glory to God. Everybody don't know this. Everybody don't understand that. He said before me there was no God formed. Neither shall be after me. I even I am the Lord. And beside me there is no savior. I am it. I am the only one. There's not three. There's only one. You got to love that. You got to love that truth. Praise God. Everybody don't have the revelation, but we do. Ephesians chapter 4, beginning at verse number 4. The apostle Paul tells us there's only one body. <clears throat> when you think about Jesus Christ, ain't but one body. And in that one body is only one spirit. Hallelujah. Even as God has called all of us in hope of our calling. You only got one hope in this world. That's it. You only have one hope, and that hope is Jesus Christ. Can I tell you something? There's only one Lord. There's only one Lord. Oh, hallelujah. There's only one faith. There are not a hundred thousand different faiths. There's only one faith, and it's apostolic. I'm telling you, it's apostolic. Holy Ghost, devil disturbing, tongue talking. Woo, glory to God. And we got it. We got it. You need to love this. Then he says there's only one baptism. Only one baptism. Not two or three different baptisms. Not sprinkling. Not christening. None of that stuff in the Bible. Nobody being baptized. Father, Son, Holy Ghost in the Bible. There's only one baptism. Amen. That the Bible recognizes. You got to love this. It's in the name of Jesus. It's in the name of Jesus. It's in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. We must love the truth concerning one God. But not only that, brothers and sisters and all that are listening, you need to love this truth about sin and salvation. Every one of us have sinned. The Bible says all of us are sinners. Amen. And all of us need the blood of Jesus. And salvation comes by grace through faith and is based on the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 2, beginning at verse number 1. Woo, hallelujah. I love this. <laughs> I love this. Hallelujah. Somebody say, preach it, preacher. Ephesians chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. Look what the apostle Paul is speaking to us tonight. Talking about you. And you have he quickened. That means he made you come alive. Glory to God. And you have he made come alive. You were dead in your trespasses and sins. Where in time past, how did you used to live your life? You walked according to the course of this world. You walked according to the prince of the power of the air. Some of y'all did everything the devil wanted you to do. And some things he didn't even appreciate. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, the way some of y'all used to live. That spirit, that spirit right now that's working in the children of disobedience among whom also we all lived that way. We all had a lifestyle in the past. All of us got a past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And look at here. We were by nature the children of wrath. Naturally. We were naturally wicked. Born that way. David said born in sin naturally wicked 
naturally. <laughs> you didn't have to learn how to be evil. It was already in you. You don't have to train a child to do wrong. Leave them alone. They will do wrong. By nature, children of obedience, disobedience, hallelujah, amen, children of wrath, even as others. But God, but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even, even when we were dead, even when we were disobedient, even when we are out drinking and cussing and fornicating, he have quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. And not only that, look what else he done done. He raised us up together. He made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And you know what? One of these good old days real soon, that trumpet is gonna rise and he's gonna raise us up together and forever shall we be with the Lord. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah, I love this. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. Why, Lord, why? That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace, you listen to me now. For by grace are you saved through faith. Not of yourself. It's a gift of God. For by grace are you saved through faith. A lot of folks don't, don't a lot of people like to shorten that verse and say we are saved by grace. Not grace by itself. Grace is God's part. Faith is our part. We are saved by grace. What did God do for us? Jesus was crucified. He was buried. And on the third day, he rose from the grave. That's the grace of God. But that won't benefit you until you exercise faith faith glory to god with works without faith is dead you got to do something with this you got to do something with this what do you do with the crucifixion you die you die to your sin by repenting in the name of jesus you die to the world you die to your ambitions you die to your desires and you are dead in Christ. You are crucified with Christ. How do we identify with the burial? We are buried with him in baptism. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. And how do we identify with the resurrection? When we are buried with Christ, we rise. We rise up. We rise up to live in the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, you got to love this. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take this for granted. Come on. Don't ever get used to this. Man, I've been in the way for 50 years. That might be your problem. You've been in the way. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Man, I tell you, I don't care how old you are, how long you've been in this thing, it ought to keep getting fresher and fresher. It ought to keep getting newer and newer. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. You got to love the truth about one God. You got to love the truth about your salvation. And I got two more to go. You got to love the truth about living holy. Living holy is not a burden. It's a bunch of rules. <laughs> it's a bunch of rules. Everything has rules. If you don't have guidelines, you're going to be out of bounds. You can't play football without rules. You can't play basketball. Everything has rules. You can't live in society without some rules. And God has given us some rules. Not to hurt you. Not to deny you. But to guide you into the best life. Even if there was no heaven to gain, it would still be the best life to live. To live holy before the Lord inside and out. Yeah. Right. Gotta love this. Yes. 
But I don't see why I can't wear this. I don't see why I can't go here. I don't see why I can't watch that. Your problem, you can't see. That's your problem. You can't see. You need to ask God to open your eyes because he has set boundaries to protect you from the things of the world and from the wiles of the devil. He's there to protect you from scars that might come in your life and save you all kinds of pain. Holiness is one characteristic that God says he has that we can have. He said, be ye holy because I am holy and we ought to love holiness. We ought to love holiness. We shouldn't be, amen, all bent out of shape because we can't go to the prom and we can't go to the dances. Why do you want to go to the devil's den anyway? Think about it. Glory to God. It's an honor to represent the kingdom. It's an honor to be different. We are peculiar people. A holy nation. A royal priesthood. Glory to God. It's an honor to represent Jesus Christ in our homes, in our neighborhood, in our schools. And don't be intimidated and don't be embarrassed by it. I'm a child of the king and I love it. Somebody say, I got to love this. Hallelujah. You got to love holiness. You got to love living for God. Hallelujah. I'm going to skip a couple of verses and move on to this one. We got we to gotta love the gospel. The gospel. Hallelujah. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Why, Paul? Because the gospel is the power. You want to know the power of God? Know the gospel. For years I preached revivals for years I preached and and uplifting messages and encouraging messages and fighting the devil and being an overcomer and one day the Lord said when you gonna preach the gospel I said I thought I was preaching the gospel he said you weren't preaching the gospel and I was like I said wait a minute what is the gospel and I started reading the gospel is the death burial resurrection of Jesus Christ and God said I want you to study that I want you to know that. I want you to be able to explain it. And I, it dawned on me, I didn't really have a handle on the gospel. And I said, okay. I started buying books on the gospel. I started looking up verses of scripture on the gospel. And let me tell you something. Every born again child of God washed in the blood of Jesus, you need to know the gospel. You need to be able to understand how your life was before Christ. You need to be able to tell somebody what happened when you met Christ. And you need to be able to tell somebody how good it's been since you've known Christ. Woo, hallelujah. He'll change your life. He'll change your destiny. He'll change your personality. He'll change the way you look. He'll change the way you dress. He'll change everything about you because there's power. There is power in the gospel. Hallelujah. Not only can I obey it, but I need to love it. Yeah. It's required of me to love the gospel. Can you say amen? amen. <laughs> the gospel is the good news that Jesus died for our sins. He was buried and rose again. Now we need to obey the gospel. Everybody under the sound of my voice need to obey the gospel. The Bible says not only believe the truth, but be a doer of truth. There's something required of every one of us. There's something we all must do in relation to the gospel. The Bible says put it on. Put on Christ. Take off your old clothes. Put on some new ones. Put on Jesus Christ. Drape yourself with his Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Let his name be written all over you. You've got to repent. I said, you got to repent. The Bible says that those times in the past, God winked at your ignorance. He winked at your ignorance. He let you slide. That's right. He let you get away with a whole lot of stuff. But now, he commanded men everywhere, repent, repent, repent. It's not a recommendation. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. He's commanding you, brother. He's commanding you, lady, to repent. And if you don't do it, he might just give you what you want. Your way. And you don't want that. 
So is it possible? Is it possible to believe and still not obey? Yes, it is. Is it possible to believe and still not obey the truth? Absolutely. Is it possible to be a believer and still not obey the gospel? It's true. Because the world is full of people like that. You ask them, you believe in God? Yeah, I believe in God. How will you say? Uh, don't ever let that happen to you. You got to know you're saved. You got to know how you got saved. And you need to be able to tell somebody how they can get saved. See, that's what happens when you love this thing. It's not enough to hear a preacher preach it. But when you love something, you're going to talk about it. You're going to research it. You're going to spend some time with it. You're going to build a relationship with it. That's what God is looking for in the closing hours of this age. He's looking for people that love the truth, that love the word of God. Hallelujah. Because if you don't love the truth... Oh, my word. God said, I will send them a strong delusion. God said, I will do that. That they should believe a lie. And when, you get, when God causes you to believe a lie, can't nobody change that. You are lost and no way you can be saved. Keep playing with God. Keep resisting the Holy Ghost. Keep on quenching the spirit. Keep putting God off. Like he's obligated to you. It ain't going to work. I'm closing now. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 8. People, don't, people always want to talk about God is love. And God is patient. You know the Lord got this. You know the Lord is on your side. You are condemned already. Because you've not obeyed the truth sir. God ain't playing games. First time he came. He came with blessings and love and stretched out arms. But when he comes again, the scripture says this is how he's coming. In flaming fire. Blessing? No. Taking vengeance on two types of people. Them that know not God and those that obey not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But what about good people? Ain't nobody good but God. Amen. Jesus said ain't nothing good but one and that's God. And you can be nice and go to hell. Amen. You can be good looking and go to hell. You can have all the money in the bank and go to hell. Two types of people. Those that don't know him. And it don't matter how much you say you know him. God knows if you know him or not. If you don't have a relationship with him, you don't know him. You don't know him. And that's one thing we have to do, and those people that's watching have to do. We've got to get honest with ourselves. Because you can fool the people over here. You may even fool the pastor, but you can't fool God. Amen. Do you know him? And don't say you know him if you've not obeyed him. Those that don't know God, you're going to be in trouble. And those who obey not the gospel, that's all those religious people, all those people in all those churches doing all those things, but they deny the name of Jesus. God ain't playing. And he means exactly what he says. His vengeance, payback, payback. Because God is tired of being rejected. He's tired of being ignored. He's tired of being ridiculed and made fun of. He's tired of it. And he's tired of this whole world. And he's going to come back. Payback. With fire. Taking vengeance on them that don't know God. And those that do not obey. Those that do not obey. Those that do not obey. 1 Peter chapter 4, two more verses, verse number 17, for the time is coming, time is coming young man, I've been reaching out to you, I've been trying to witness to you, but I'm telling you the time is coming, judgment must first begin at the house of God, and if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God?
You better make your mind up today. And you may believe in God. You may believe in his word. You may say, you may say I'm saved. But it means nothing if you don't obey the gospel. Oh, but I love the Lord. Jesus said, if you love me, you're going to keep my commandments. Let's stand together. I love him. I love him. And you know what else? I want to love him more. I can't love him enough. Every day I want to love him more. Every, every moment he gives me, God, I, I want to love you more. Every year that comes around, I want to be a little different than I was the year before. I want to be more sensitive. I want to be more anointed. I want to be closer to him than I was last year. I don't want to be the same old person in the same old spot doing the same old thing. I want to learn. You say, well, Brother Easter, I have, I have problems learning. I'm not that smart. You know what the Bible says? The entrance of thy word gives understanding even to the simple. There's no excuse. Just open it up and say, Lord, speak to me. Show me. Talk to me. And God, God loves it. He loves it. He said, you want to spend time with me and my word? And his spirit will come and settle down around you. And when you open that Bible, the spirit of God will open himself you will see things you didn't see before you'd be like I understand it because it's spiritual God give me a spiritual mind help me Lord God to understand that you have provided everything I need to break these habits you provided everything I need to live pleasing to you I don't need to settle for nothing less but God starting right now I want to love this truth. I want to love what you provided for me. And I want to be saved. And so in closing, if there's anybody in this room and God has been dealing, to, dealing with you, you're here tonight, not by mistake. You're here tonight, not because somebody invited you. It's bigger than that. God designed this. God set this up. And he's reaching out to you, sir. Young lady, God is reaching out to you. And he has one last word for all of you. And those that are watching by, by live stream, and those that may watch this later on, God has a word for all of you. You need to obey this. You need to know this. And you need to love this. All right, Brother Easter. I'm ready. I admit. I'm not what I need to be. I'm sorry. I've been putting it off. And I know I need to get right with God. I'm tired of my life. I'm tired of the drugs and the pain. I'm tired of it. I've been over here and I've been over there. And nothing works. What do I need to do? Acts chapter 2. Verse 37. Now when they heard this, they felt it. They were pricked in their heart. And they said, men and brethren, men and brethren, what shall we do? What do I need to do? What do I need to do? The clock is ticking, sir. Don't harden your heart and walk out now. Verse 38, this is what you need to do. Hey, preacher, you need to do this. Bishop, you need to do this. All you saints, y'all need to do this. Repent. Repent. Humble yourself before the hand of God. Repent. And be baptized. Every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission, the washing away of all your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
If you're here tonight, you need to come down to the front. You want to be baptized. You want to obey God. You want to you want to you want to do what God wants you to do. Time is now. The time is now, sir. Don't walk out of here. God set you up tonight. He's calling you. Don't don't harden your heart. He may not be there when you get ready. He's ready for you now. He's calling you, young lady. You've not been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You, I want you to come to the front and say, Brother Easter, I'm, I'm tired of waiting around. I've been wanting God to get closer to my life. And now I hear the word. I'm obey it. I'm going to obey the word. I love this. I love this. When you love somebody, it's not hard. I love this. He loves you. He loves you. Would you come? You need to be baptized tonight in Jesus' name. There may be some of you that might be watching. If you're watching, then I want you to know we got a baptistry full of water right here waiting for you. And it doesn't matter what day, what hour, what time of the night. If you're ready to be baptized, you need to contact the church. We'll make sure somebody's here to greet you. You need to be baptized, sir, in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ. You need to love this. You need to obey this. You need to do this. feel it God is talking to you whatever it is you're dealing with whatever it is you need to change you're not where you need to be you need to get right tonight you need to get right tonight God is talking to you you can be right where you are stand where you are or come to the front whatever you want to do but I want you to get on get in, get in tune with God right now the Holy Ghost is talking to you come to me come to me come to me lay down those things put away all the excuses lay down the hindrances right now put it down now God will tell you what you need to stop doing in the name of Jesus Lord I need to quit being so selfish Lord I need to quit being so selfish I'm sorry I'm sorry come on the Holy Ghost is here hallelujah I'm sorry for taking you for granted I'm so full of myself Lord I'm sorry I'll humble myself before you tonight. I want to love you the way you want me to love you. I want to know you the way you want me to know you. I don't want to be given a delusion. I don't want to believe a lie. I want to love the truth. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the truth. Come on. Love him. Love him. Love him. Will you do it? Love him. Obey him. Surrender to him. When? Now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. God, I confess I may not love you the way you want me to, but God, help me. Help me, Lord. Hallelujah. Flood my heart with love. With my brothers and sisters, flood my heart with love for you. Fill me with overflowing with your spirit. I'm tired of being the way I've been. I know I can do better. Somebody need to pray. Somebody need to pray. <laughs> Oh, God, don't turn away from me. Don't take your spirit from me. I need you. Oh, God, I don't want to be deceived. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Come on, it's between you and the Lord. Don't worry about the lady next to you. Don't worry about the man that's behind you. Jesus. Jesus. It's just you and Jesus right now. It's just you and Jesus. Come on to be baptized in the only name. For there is no name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. If you have any questions, you need to give us a call. We'll be glad to explain it to you, to show you the scriptures. But the time is now. The time is now. Hallelujah. You need to be here Sunday morning. You need to be here Sunday night. If the rapture don't take place, you need to be right here. 
save us. Hallelujah. Come on, young people. You love the Lord. You love his word. He wants you to love him.